0: Episode 59, January the 23rd, 2013, the tv one. You are listening to This Is Atleti, the only podcast in English dedicated
1: to Atletico Madrid.
0: In today's episode...
1: Atlético continues to smash the straight consecutive home win mark. 11 league matches, the last eight ones came with a clean sheet. A 2-0 victory over Levante starts off the second half of the season. Barca drop points. I Liga? I you. Yeah, you. Juan Fran's injury
2: went almost unnoticed as the young canterano Manquillo stepped up to the plate picking up an assist in his first La Liga game in an impressive display on a night that featured three Cantera products that started for Atleti The future look looks bright
1: for the Atletico Academy But the, well, the game did have a bitter end with Falcao limping off Earlier reports suggested that he would be out for over a month, but it now appears that he will only miss 10 days. Can Adlippi survive without him? It took three
2: years after a horrific injury, but Felipe Luiz is finally back in the Brazil side. After making his debut in 2009, he has spent the last three years working his socks off to get back into the national side, and he will have a familiar face there too, as Miranda is back in the side too.
1: Are denied the comments that have been attributed to him over the Christmas break where he expressed the desire to leave? The Turkish midfielder has come out and clarified the comments by saying he sees Atleti as a big club and doesn't want to move. Is it time to move on? Tebowing goes viral.
2: This little invention of mine has really gone mainstream and even T-Bow is talking about it. Wait till you hear how big this has all gotten.
0: Now
2: the good
1: fight fact of the week. Manquillo, last Sunday starter everyone is talking about, made his debut under Manzano's helm in the Copa del Rey tie, which was to be the end of Manzano's reign as Athletic coach. He was the fourth youngest player to play for Atletico.
0: Hello everyone, welcome back to This Is Atletico, your space of 100% Atletico Madrid news and opinion. This is Ricardo Menedet once again hosting the show, and tonight we have from Florida, the creator, Martin Rose rosen now how are you martin i'm the creator
2: and you still can't pronounce my name right i know dude <laughs> <laughs> doing good man
0: nice to be here with you guys again and you do have tons of stuff to tell us about the t um or would you say t or t t-bo? no,
2: it's t-boeing definitely a parody on tim t okay so
0: we're gonna we're gonna keep the pronunciation t yeah okay from the Netherlands, closest to resembling Tibo's actual height, we have the Flying Dutchman Derek May, and I love that picture, Derek. <laughs>
3: Thanks, guys. Great to be on again. It's especially um,
0: funny when you see it next to the Benin kids stretching <laughs> out. <laughs> and we have um, welcome back our Irish pundit Gareth Nunn. How how are you, Gary? Very good, guys. How are things? And a special guest, we have the the journalist that got everything rolling. Great uh, report today on Ass Again, double pager. will Dalgo, great to have you back.
4: Yo, guys. Always great to be on. Great yeah. to be on.
0: Great. So, guys, before we get into um, what's really important about today's episode, uh, all the t stuff um stuff, let's talk about the match. Let's talk about the, 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 the last match that, that Atletico managed to get away with another consecutive home win. Fans are really starting to to believe this can be a season for history as Barcelona started to show signs of weakness and drop points after a Copa del Rey draw. Well, and Gary, um, the, the last match, uh, the, the the first leg of the Copa del Rey tie against uh, Real Betis, um, we, we didn't get a solid result and we repeated another good result in the Liga match. Let's start with Betis. Um, It was a, a very intense match, and in my opinion, probably one of the best matches Atletico has played so far this season.
1: Mm, I wouldn't actually agree with you I'm You wouldn't sorry. agree with me Okay well then go ahead Disagree 35 minutes I uh, actually went to that game I generally This uh, season I can't go to midweek games But uh, because the game Was at 10 o'clock On a Thursday I had an appointment That was cancelled So I didn't manage To get to it And I will admit One of the key reasons I went is because I'm a huge fan of uh, Pepe Mel I think he's a fantastic coach And I love the way he speaks And uh, I completely agree 100% with his comments That uh, apart from the first 30-35 minutes it was a pretty even game because in the second half, Atletico just sat back and let Betis come and come and come. If Betis ever had, had maybe one or two better players, I think they could have taken Atleti in the second half. First 35 minutes, Atletico were sublime. They were brilliant. It was fantastic to see. I mean, we talk about Barca's passing style. Well, that was another style of football that's easy to look at, nice to see, very entertaining, but not Barca style. And I think we were lucky as well because I think Costa maybe should have had a red card because his elbow on Perkis was. I mean, I saw Perkis afterwards. He walked through the Zona Mixta and he actually had to be mm, shepherded by someone because he was still seeing double nearly an hour after meeting Diego Costa's elbow. Um, I think this is uh, maybe something that uh, Simeone probably told the players to calm it down a bit because for as much as Betis came at Atletico in the second half, their two best chances were at the start where Molina just hit it straight at Courtois. and uh, In the first half when they had that good old uh, goal-mouth scramble. Sh- Betis should have really got two goals. They had the perfect chance to get two goals, but they didn't. As Pepe Mel said, it's, these are games happen. Uh, Courtois being the best player of the night sums it up that he was just in great form everything went right for Atletico and it didn't really go that well for Betis. It was interesting and I think uh, if we want to beat the likes of Barca and Real Madrid we have to make that 35 minutes into maybe a full half or an hour and just be cautious because we're not going to be able to relax so much against the likes of Real Madrid and Barca.
0: Do you think it's out of relax or or they just uh, gave it all they had in the first half and they uh, resisted Um, Betty's attempt to come back in the second half?
1: Because I kind of seen Simeone on the bench, kind of, even in the first half, Simeone was kind of signaling at the players to kind of bring it back a level, bring it back a level, but when players get into the zone like Diego Costa was, not when they're in that mood, you can't, the coach knows he's absolutely powerless, and he can't tell them to bring it back, because they just, they were just in, as I said, they were in the zone for that 35 minutes, they were absolutely impressive, it was great to see and it's it's impossible to match that tempo all game. It is impossible. And even Barca, I mean, Barca don't play that type of tempo all game. They have a nice passing game, and I enjoy watching it, I do admit. But they couldn't They couldn't maintain what Atletico did even. And these are masters at, you know, playing fantastic football.
3: Mm-hmm. But,
1: but Ricky, yeah, I have to agree. I have to agree with Gary because, I mean,
2: I saw a lot of people talking about at halftime that that was one of the best halves. The first half was one of the best halves we played all season, but... To me, it looked just like that. Like Betis could have easily scored two goals, you know, and yet they, it would have been totally yet different. Didn't.
0: Yet they didn't. And they didn't No, before. I know. But, um, but they part, were there. part of the it's, merit of, like said, of carrying like a consecutive yeah. clean sheets must be th- some merit must be uh, for Atletico and for Simeone's defensive system, which is. So highly effective. Let, let me keep keep up with a with a with a round of opinions. Maybe you guys are all right. Um, Danny, what's your take on this one?
4: Yeah, no, I mean my take is also I kind of uh, have to agree. Obviously, on the first half, I mean the first half was uh, was incredible. I think that uh, big big uh, like big reason is because Betis, uh, I guess Betis' way of I don't know if it's their way of playing or if it was just this game, but uh, I guess versus Atletico's uh, pressure. Uh, you know, stealing ball, kind of in m- near midfield and counter attack.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, it was just Betis had ab- didn't, absolutely nothing for the first of the 35 minutes, like you guys are saying. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, yeah, it's just something that you can't keep up the whole game, uh, which is why Atletico's system has its its perks. It has its ups and its downs. I mean, it has more ups and downs, but uh, it always depends on the rival. You know, if the rival plays a certain way uh I guess the rea- uh, uh tends to react differently and I think this is what happened in this case and uh, it's why the second half uh Betis kind of got out of their shell and and uh but even then um just one last uh, thing on this uh I really th- feel like that it's uh, uh this Calderon aura you know it's kind of it's these kind of games that make you believe that uh, there really is a kind of like a second power in football whether it be luck uh whether it be uh you know Spirit or something. Totally I don't agree.
0: Totally agree. It's, it's like a it's like a match where the team grows and and yeah. and a champion grows on the road in, in nights like this. I don't, at least that's my opinion, Derek. What I, do you I, think?
3: Yeah, I think it's simply called confidence. The word you're looking for, Danny, and that is something that Simeone has instilled. But it's also something you get um, after keeping clean sheets for so many games and going 11 for 11 at home. And I think I'm actually with Ricky here because I think that Atletico played a very effective game. We scored early on. Um, and aside from the goal, mouse scramble in the first half, I think that Batiste only created a single opportunity from open play, which was at the start of the second half for Molina. But um, apart from that, I think that um, especially um, our central midfielders, um, Gabi and Mario, they pressured Ben Yacht very well, who is the heart of this Batiste team. Um and I, I honestly, I believe that we played a very effective game and not much more was needed to just get a 2-0 victory and to have a very good position for the return leg because like uh-huh. I think we practically have this one in the bag.
0: Yeah, um, talking about being effective, um, I would also like to mention the the different starting 11s um, between the, the Betis match and the Levante match. Uh, for example, in the midfield, uh, we had uh, Koke coming coming into the match uh, in the Copa del Rey uh, match uh, from the bench. And he was a starter. And what a starter. I think it's uh, one of Coque's best matches as as an Atletico player um, against Levante. The team is just getting better and better. And and we're seeing that uh, the likes of of Manquillo, which uh, would sound like a third-line player, someone bound to not get any minutes and just uh, learn as we've seen happen to Pulido or even players like Dominguez in previous seasons. We're seeing that players that didn't count at the beginning of the season, they're, they're getting more minutes than expected. There, there are ups and downs with certain players. We can we can maybe have a few minutes to talk about Adriano or, or maybe Emre or or other players that um, aren't performing as expected, but uh, the amount of players that Simeone is actually playing is, is just impressive. I'm Sorry, I'm satisfied on that front. Well, yeah. Gary, go
1: Um, ahead. There's just two things. Uh, Talking about Adrian performing as not expected. uh, Well, as the (laughs) rest expected. Uh, Something Danny was saying about the Calderon aura there, uh, it was actually one of the best things about the Betis game was it was nice to see the Calderon get a bit of atmosphere back because lately for me the Calderon has become a little bit like the Santiago Mm. Bernabeo. We, it's going very, very quiet. There's only a few songs now and again, and most of the songs are about our rival, Real Madrid. And at least against Betis, it was actually Atleti songs, singing songs about how great Atleti is. Uh, I, I've always said this, I can never understand why somebody would pay money to go to see their favorite team play and sing songs about the rival. And lately, for me, I've been very disappointed with the Calderon because it hasn't been what it was. I think one of the things as well is the kickoff. Really, I, think,
0: I think that, that had toned down since Simeone was, was coach. I, I would have agreed with best, you. Even there. in the best
1: game, there's about 30 minutes of anti-Madridista chanting. And in the Levante game, I was actually sitting on the side of the Alpharente and it was the same thing. It was nearly, you know, most of the game actually was a Atleti or Real Madrid band, uh, chanting. I can't understand that. Uh I think Simeone was right last year when he said, "You I mean if you're a Let it Go Madrid fan, you're a Let it Go Madrid fan. You're not an anti-Madridista." And I think he's bang on with that comment. But uh, it was it was nice to see you know, Calderon get back. You know, chanting all the players. I mean, I, have, I think they nearly chanted. I, I think I got up to seven or eight players got their names chanted on Sunday, which yeah. is fantastic and and, and unusual. Yes. Uh huh. And but you have to start using some of the same songs twice.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if you you guys want to mention anything else about the the Betty's match. Um, how how are our options looking um, for today's? I mean for tomorrow's match. Um, I, I think that Atleti can be confident from the point of view that uh, the defense is performing solidly in away games, and and we're able to keep. Um, the goals against in, in a reasonable in reasonable figures and I, I think we're we're the favorites for, for tomorrow's match even though it's it's not as uh the the, the advantage isn't as as wide as, as we would like it to be but um well, I'm optimistic about tomorrow.
2: It's a shame that Falcao isn't gonna be able to play but and and then I don't know if that changes the approach, uh the Simeone focus on getting that one goal. The away goal that forces them to have to score mm-hmm. a lot more, or does he sit back at first? I hope that you know with Costa and Adrián, that, that he like maintains that approach, that focus on getting that first goal, which really would put a lot of pressure. B on for Betis. for away and, games, will
0: normally be to have Diego Costa and Raúl García up front and 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 um, maybe play Raúl García as. a... Um, second line forward um, trying to to get in between the defense and the midfielders and, and try to shoot from outside the box I think that that's that's going to be the approach they're they're going to tend to to wait for Betis to make the first uh, moves offensively and try to counterattack. Danny what's your opinion there
4: well I mean uh I, I, I mean, I feel it's true that there isn't a different Atletico at home in a way. Uh, it's a slightly different focuses. But I think uh, Atletico is going to you know kind of keep the same, uh, maintain their philosophy with or without Falcao. And I also have to keep uh, loyal to my uh, to my script from day one this season has always been that, uh, that really, for me, Falcao is the best player on the team, but he's not the most vital. Uh, for me, the most vital is Felipe Luis. And I think that we've seen that. Uh, we've actually seen proof of that during the season. Um, you know, even when Juan Fran's been out, uh, which is a you know kind of similar player in, in a way because he's the other uh, back, but uh, you know, we, we've had Manquillo come in, we've had some resources, we're kind of more resourceful there. But I feel like, uh, you know, if we have Felipe in there and uh, you know, our game plan is more or less intact, I'm very confident that we'll we'll at least uh, walk away with a result to, to win the aggregate. Mm-hmm.
3: I think I yeah, sorry. I think that, um, Martin was spot on here. I think the, the key to the, to this game is to get an away goal because that practically seals the deal and, um, we shouldn't be too focused on the defense, I feel, because we're usually quite solid, uh, at a, either we're playing away or at home, but if we can just get the goal and preferably early on, then I think you're killing Batista's spirits, you're killing their hopes, and then we can probably ride it out quite comfortably. Although, I mean, the Benito Marine it can be storming when Betis really get going because I think the atmosphere and the crowd over there—they are great. But if we can just knock them down before they even get started, then I can think—I think we have really good chances to, uh, to continue. I'm not sure if you wanted to add anything more to the tomorrow's game, Gary?
1: Yeah, I was just going to say Betis. I think have four players out injured tomorrow, and they also have to start thinking now if this Champions League push is realistic or not. Uh I'd say on Sunday I would have said for me fourth was Valencia's, but after seeing that game against Real Madrid, I think it can be Real Betis if they want and they need to decide now. And uh I know I think they're planning on playing some uh fringe players tomorrow to rest some of the key players for the game on Sunday. So I don't know I think as you say, an early goal and the game's over. Uh, so they have to push. They need to get two goals, but they also know two goals. You can get two goals in 10 minutes. You can get two goals in five minutes. Three goals is a different uh, is a different task. And Actually, sorry, if we get a goal, it's four goals they have to get. Yes. And they do need to keep an eye on the defense. They do need to be a little bit careful. And I think we're going to play a counter-attack football. I think we're just going to try to catch them on the break. I think Absolutely. it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere because it's a great time to have a football game and uh, I think the fans are packing in, although I have heard that a lot of the fans are very upset because they're being charged tomorrow night. Uh, socios have been charged 10 euros, and the other fans have been charged. doesn't come as part of the Diabono, and I've heard maybe that they might protest the first 10 minutes of the game or something, but I don't know. I, I think that it's great for Atleti to just go in, nick an early goal, and then just shut up shop.
3: That That, by the way, that just baffles me because in a game like that, you want your crowd to be rocking. You want as many, you want to get as many people into the stadium as possible, and then to charge them extra for a game like that. Even, uh, but it's not, really Spain. it's
1: not really their fault. You mean they hired some guy from Etafe, and look what happened.
3: <laughs>
2: so I was gonna say Etafe had the same issue in there in the return leg in that game. No, that was
1: actually, it was completely over. different. With Etafe, their cheapest ticket was thirty euros
2: yeah 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 it's ridiculous. I mean Bet you
1: start charging ten
2: <laughs> okay yeah yeah i meant I meant that they're not they didn't have a lot of people there, so
1: they never they just yeah, they never them. do yeah, but that
2: time that night for that yeah. type of game when they need a you know a push, yeah, yeah. nobody wants to go <laughs> and then I the time. Didn't
1: even get uh like the Lakers, oh is it the La- I don't like basketball, I don't follow basketball, but is it the Lakers it's got these famous cheerleaders that come out on halftime or something?
3: Basically, every yeah. NBA team has...
1: Sorry? Yeah. 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 They're, they're, pretty, every, they're pretty
3: famous. famous. They're pretty yeah. famous. Yeah. So maybe yeah. if
1: it's they got some, you know, really, really good-looking cheerleaders, they might get people in. They but already, this, they already this, had the venture in Porn, yeah. That porno campaign <laughs> got, kind of didn't work out well. Sex, so.
3: This is hope We not, both, they were both, so the real Porn. babies are
1: only two now. Martin
3: and, uh, Martin and oh. Danny, you can, guys can probably tell us everything about this, but... How different is the approach and the the spectacle and everything surrounding, uh, whether it is a a football game um, or a basketball game or a a baseball game or whatever, in America compared to Europe? Because they're selling you the complete package, and here you just go to a stadium, you have to wait outside, you get in, you get to a stadium which smells like piss, and you can only (laughs) buy cheap beer there, and you go out again, I mean... Isn't that something that should be uh, brought over to Europe? I mean, there's so, so much more to oh, gain for franchises here.
4: Absolutely. I mean, even even as a TV spectator, uh, that's really like neons ahead uh, over there. You know, they've really they really. Uh, I think big part of it is that here, they're very strict with media access. Uh, they really pamper the players in the sense where they make them think that that opening themselves to media, to different, to special interviews, to little like whatever is uh, something like a sacrifice, you know? Like here they really think they're – whereas over there, I mean, uh, you know, I, I myself, I've been lucky to, to be able to go to a few NBA games with a press pass, and it's it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you go in the locker room, you know, the guys are like in towels and you talk to whoever you want, and the only rule is that you have to be out of there the, the, like 15 minutes before a game. Otherwise, you have access to everything. Um, I don't know. It's, it's really – I feel like there's a, a couple leagues, you know, where, where in terms of football – Probably the premier, but especially Germany, is really making strides and making it more of a spectator a friendly sport uh but in spain it's it's definitely we're definitely uh you know a couple of uh definitely yeah. some behind it it's not getting any better
1: but I love doing that going to uh Rayo for example you know uh no, a beer before the game, walking up the steps, a crappy little stadium. That's what football's all about. You I mean, <laughs> uh, American football is full of all these bloody time-out craps and, you know, uh, what, four hours to play a game that takes an hour. Jesus Christ. I mean, uh, I don't... I understand certain things with the media. For example, uh, when I go to the Ireland, I can see Sky Sports. And when you compare Sky Sports to Canal Plus, I mean, Sky Sports were 10 years ahead when I came over here. Now they're about 20 years ahead. The Canal Plus is the same product that it was 10 years ago. And that's really amazing. Yeah, the NFL has a natural advantage, which is
2: because of that time, because of all the timeouts, there's actually commercials. You're tied into the game. You really want to uh, watch the game. You want to see the next play. And but you have to sit there and actually watch the commercials. When it comes to football, that you can't miss, you know, a play. You step out and you'll miss a goal. You know, there's no timeouts, there's no stopping.
1: Uh, Martin I just want to actually because remember we had this conversation in Rio yeah. used it in an article because I thought it was very very interesting and speaking to more people and lots of people really really agree with this uh, maybe people that listen and they're not familiar because we see for example likes of Itafe, Real Madrid, the likes of Rio and even Atletico when the stadium is empty you can still watch the game at home but in the States it's not that way is it?
2: Uh, yeah, there's blackouts. If it doesn't, if it doesn't sell to a certain capacity, something like 70%, I think is the rule. Uh, but a lot of clubs just to make sure that, uh, so there's kind of like a little trick what clubs do. And I know my local club in the NFL, the dolphins, uh, whenever they're not going to sell out or, or meet that threshold to get the game on TV, the owners or a sponsor will actually buy out all the tickets to make sure. But I mean, that's how important it is. I don't think somebody in Spain would even think about. Okay, you know what? We gotta make sure that this has that this is gonna get on TV. So somebody, a sponsor, whoever, we need some money. We need to we need to get these tickets so that we could get the game on TV. But yeah, the most important thing, like something so so simple as what we were talking about at the radio game, uh, Gary, was you turn on the TV here and you watch certain games in Spain, and the the grass looks like crap. It looks horrible. So you turn it on and then you watch uh, on another channel. You see the premiership and the grass is perfect. And then you see a Spanish, you know, game, maybe Rayo. Sometimes you see the pitch there and you're like, okay, this must be like a fourth division team in some country. You know what I mean? So let me just watch the premiership because it looks beautiful. The pitch is perfect, you know. So that's a big issue. And then another issue that I see in Spain that can be exploited, even though it would do away with, the I'm guessing, is a long-held tradition, is that in the States you just absolutely can't bring anything into the stadium, any food, any water, nothing. So you're forced to pay $5, $7 for water, which from the fan standpoint, it kind of sucks. But when you think about it for the for the financial health of the club, it's actually something that they make a lot of money off of.
3: That is something that um, does go in most countries here in Europe, Martin. I think Spain is one of the exceptions. And um, Gary, regarding the, the attendance rates that we were talking about, isn't there something to that extent in the English Premier League, though, where... Um, the games that are played on a Saturday afternoon aren't televised.
1: Yeah, no, the law in the UK, and this actually extends even for Spanish, no game, there can be no live football from, I think now, the, maybe I'm wrong with the timetable, but I think it's half two to half five on a Saturday. After, on a Saturday afternoon, there can be no live football, whether it be Spanish, English, Scottish, Irish, American, no live games can be broadcast. Because what happens is, you have somebody in London who's an Arsenal fan. Arsenal are playing maybe Blackburn, up in Blackburn. And it's a tradition in England to go see football on a Sunday or a Saturday. And he might turn to his mates and go, why don't we pop down and see Leighton Orient? Or why don't we pop down to see QPR? Or why don't we pop down to see West Ham? And the tickets are quite, you know, £10 to get in. You go, you have a few beers with your mates. Afterwards, you come out, you have another few beers. You go home, and you know, that's a Saturday night. And you watch the game again on Manchester of the Day. And this really, really, really does promote the game because lower league teams are surviving because of this for example uh, grimsby town in the non league this is like the 5th and 6th division in the uh, in spain non league football get 4000 in most games luton town get between 6 and 7000 in in the 5th division of england uh, rayo vallecano 12000 or stadium usually get about 9000 hitafe i don't think have top 6000 this season
3: all right, Gary. So I know you're a bit pressed for time. So let's get um, back to the uh, Atletico topics. Let's let's start with Levante, guys, because we mentioned it shortly before. Um, uh, we haven't really discussed the game. And Danny, earlier you were saying that during the Betis game, you loved how Atletico put pressure on their opponents in the in the opening uh, period. That is actually something that I noticed um, that we did very very well against Levante, where we would just pin them down on their half and start the attacks sure. from there um what, what were your thoughts on the levante game
4: well i mean if i have to think of a team that plays the most similar to atletico in la liga it has to be levante i mean uh, the the only difference is that we have an edge over them uh, i mean we did tie the first game of the season but that was very i mean we were just starting up but uh, i mean we obviously have a more quality team we have a much higher uh you know balance economic uh you cannot make a, uh, balanced than they do, and but it really is a team that we play the most similar to. So uh, I think the coach is even prepared for that. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk. They actually asked them a lot of that in the press conferences before the game, and uh, what we saw was pretty much the two the two tactics collide. Uh, but Atletico's uh, midfield basically being a lot more a lot more strong, and uh, of course uh, the attack even with a uh, you know even with a staggering uh, with Falcao with limping Falcao and and such. So.
3: The story during that first half, especially, was all about Javi Manquillo oh Martin. Um, what did you make of him during the game?
2: Uh, at first, I was concerned because I saw him and he obviously he looks like a, a teenager. That he, he is a teenager, and he looks, you know, almost like a little boy. And I, I thought he was going to get pushed around too much by a Levante team that's known for being extremely physical. Uh, but uh, right away, you could see that he was holding his own. And it was very, very encouraging from the start. And I was really, really happy that El Cholo didn't get conservative on us and, and rolled out with him. Uh, very, very impressive. And I was really happy for him when he got that assist uh, on the first goal, on Adrián's goal. I, I love how the team celebrated with him. And, and Tiago encouraged him like a good leader, you know, ran over and, and celebrated with him. I mean, it had to be a dream start in La Liga for him.
3: I I thought it was curious that, well, I figured before the game that Levante were going to try to attack down the left because they knew that uh, Manquillo would be at right back, but it was actually the other way around where Atleti were actually looking for their right wing because Manquillo was playing, so uh, especially in the first half, um, and well, it gave him a lot of confidence, which also resulted in that uh, great assist indeed. Um, Gary, I believe that you were at the game uh, as usual. What did you take from the match?
1: Uh, <clears throat> there was uh, it was a bit strange. I, I was there for an hour before the game. I arrived early, so I was there for all the pre-min. Uh As I came up to the Levante players, I had just you know left the team because players generally go have a look at the pitch before they play, and then they go back out, and then they get togged out, and they come out for the warm up. Uh, it was a very cold, damp night, so the attendance wasn't that bad. The attendance was better for the Betty's game, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Uh, major players out, as we've said. And uh, I thought Mankio really stepped up. Uh, I think it's a good sign, because personally, I don't think one friend's delivering this season. Uh, I think the experiment has run its course, and uh, I think people have got to know what he is, and he's not a right-back, and I think it's time that we consider getting a right-back or push Mankio up. Personally, I'd love Hugo Valle of Celta Viga, although I know he's out for six months, but I think he's an excellent talent, and I think we could get him for about four or five million. Uh, I thought we saw solid Adrian as well. I'm still a bit nervous about Adrian because his goal, he did it, almost fluff it. Manquillo actually had to come over and tell him what to do. And Diego Costa as well, when he came on, he looked bullish. We have to be careful with Diego Costa because he's winning fans over, and it's great to see somebody with that spirit and with that heart, but it only goes so long until a referee starts to notice and they start going, right, he's going to be the first name of my book. Uh, it was a good atmosphere to ascend As I said, there was a lot of moments where everybody was chanting Real Madrid chants. I still don't understand that. Uh, but there was nothing in the atmosphere suggesting that we were going to win the league. I mean, I think people are very realistic. Yes, we close points on Barcelona. But there was something in the air that second is now a reality. That, yes, we can nick second. And... That is a big, big movement for Atletico. And as Sid Lowe said in The Guardian, when they, uh, when they asked uh, Jim of Levante, why couldn't Atletico win the league? Uh, he turned around and he said, well, Barca, that's the reason they can't. That's the only thing that's stopping them. And as Sid said, maybe two years ago, you asked, why can't Atletico win the league? And the answer is, because Atletico, Atletico
3: will stop yeah. us. Of course. That's <laughs> I that was, yeah, that was a great point from uh, Sid Lowe, and I can really recommend checking out that article. Um, Danny, how about that goal from Coke?
4: Wow, yeah, that was nice. That was uh, that was right after the funny po- uh, thing about that was right after the Falcao injury. So everybody was kind of uh, worried about that. What's going on? Whoa, goal! You know, it was just, uh, it was just right after he came off the pitch, and uh, yeah, he just he really hit a screamer right there. I mean, he really with a lot of finesse uh, right outside the area, and I mean it was definitely the, the goal of. Uh, very calming goal. Even though once again, it, it you know Levant didn't seem like Levante was uh, was going to get a goal anyway. So, but that second goal was very nice to, way to, to kind of drown the match out.
3: Yeah, I think it came at a, a really vital point in the match because, as you mentioned, Paucao had just limped off, and that is a point where it was just uh, one 0 and you could give the the opponent some ideas from like, well, their star player he just left. Um, it's here for the taking, and then instead of Dave pushing back, it was just Coke coming up with a fantastic goal, and I don't think he could have hit that any better because, uh, that was so close to both the crossbar and the, and the goal post, it, it went in perfectly. Um, I think you
2: said it with me, Derek, that we knew, like, the second that it came yeah. off his foot that that thing was gonna go in, man. It looks so nice. Yeah. Uh, wait, I just wanted to ask Danny real quick, uh, regarding Falcao's injury. Does the do you know anything about the club having concerns that you know he's been getting injured a lot he was carrying over that that growing strain you know i think this is his second hamstring injury in in yeah. past months is there something you know are they talking about it yeah
4: yeah, yeah. actually i had a i had a colleague call from from colombian t v and i explained it over there that uh they right now uh has been having has been having uh uh, some problems for probably the last three or four games and uh, you know it's it's kind of similar to what he was having a little bit uh towards the end of last season when he, during the Colombian uh, tour etc and so right now um right now uh, if basically if the Levante game would have been the final of the Europa League or the final of the Copa del Rey he would have stayed in the game if you notice he doesn't he does, never does that that movement where he where he ah where he feels a pinch or anything the only thing that really happens is that he gets the ball uh he has this goal that on any other day he would score even in the beginning of the game but in that in that action he has he, he probably has like i don't know 10 meters off of the defender um and the defender catches up to him he's not himself he and instead of just going on like that, he says no. He kind of just goes on the floor, says I'm, I can't play like this. He you feels a uh, he feels a
0: muscle strain, that, but before yeah, it
4: breaks. but or, he, does, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't have a pull. He doesn't have a pull, and and he didn't. Ha- he definitely didn't have any, as the as the medical, uh, you know, as the medical tests revealed, he didn't have anything, uh, any tears or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So right now, what Falcao has to do and what he's gonna do is um, is basically just rest up for a couple of games and uh, just get everything back. I mean, he should he probably shouldn't have played the game before. Um he probably needed a little bit of rest and uh that's that's simply what happened. And good thing is that uh you know, he, he did come out when he did and and it didn't get any worse. But uh again, if it would have been a final or something like that, he would have probably stayed in the game. So then be gone right. for around a month. <laughs> yeah. But still. No. But
2: getting back to the early pressure in this game, guys, I was I was really surprised considering that Arda and and Costa were on the bench and Adrian came in. Uh, Adrián and and Cebolla we had concerns that it was going to be well, at least I did, that it would be kind of like those away Europa League games where we struggle to create anything that maybe we get the ball but we don't move quickly enough, you know what I mean, to get the ball back in in the attacking third but that wasn't the case at all I mean, from the get-go I think like 30 seconds into the game we were already threatening there
0: Okay, and and we we have Filippi's issue um... It also related to an old injury, and now finally getting international recognition for um, making an excellent recovery. Um, I think that it's probably a bit delayed. Uh, that probably Menezes should have looked towards Atletico uh, a few months back. But if if it's in time for for maybe having a chance to play the. The next World Cup, which is very important for Brazil, it's great to to see that both Felipe Luis and Miranda are on the team, and hopefully we, we might even see Diego Costa in the future. What's, what are you guys' opinion on on this topic? I know I'm totally changing the, the topic, but just to move on and and not not um, uh, be delayed with uh, with the other now, well, topics. Yeah.
4: Well, two things. Uh, I don't know if you guys did. You guys see the the this Instagram picture? That's yeah, like, one of gruesome. the most like gruesome <laughs> things I've ever yeah. seen a player post ever. It's basically a little mon- a little photo collage. Uh, one is is his leg with 30 staples in it, literally like probably right after the operation. And the other is on the operation on the operating bed with a uh, with his leg completely broken in half, like swinging his foot around. You're just like wow, like inside uh, it's it's crazy. And then a, a picture of him celebrating and dedicating the the uh, the picture to his baby. But, uh, but, yeah, but in the other sense the menezes thing this this was something that was getting to Felipe's head a lot, like this is very very, very important, i mean, as you guys can can imagine, everybody can imagine it's very, very important for him to get this Brazil call. He wanted nothing more than this, and he was starting it was starting to get to his head, you know, um, it was starting to get to his head, making him doubt being an Atletico even to that point, saying like am I getting the recognition I should am I, and uh, you know it and really, with Menezes. Uh, Menezes is a very very uh he was a very demagogue kind of coach with taking lots of local players to appease to the local uh Brazilian crowd and Felipe has never played in Brazil really and and he's not he's not known there in that sense so he's not a home player that that people would like so instead of getting Felipe he would get these other players and you know maybe right backs from Palmeiras that we don't even know about and and whatnot, and uh, you know that's kind of the result. And now with Scolari there, Scolari has a better sense of international football, I think. And and Felipe kind of finally got his due, as well as Miranda. Mm-hmm. Well, the greatness. The
3: greatness. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. How about uh, Miranda's feelings uh, regarding the call, Danny? Because wasn't Miranda what, about half a year ago actually complaining in the media about not um, getting the attention that he deserves after winning the Europa League?
4: Yeah, mi- Miranda. I mean, Miranda is has his modest side, and Miranda also has this, hey, you know, I deserve this, and, and I think he does deserve this. You know, I think he, uh, uh, Atletico fans from the beginning were just looking to bash this guy. They were, really were. Like, this guy signed, he was a Pitarch signing, he came here, came for free. Oh, who is this guy?
0: Is this yeah, be- everyone was was expecting <laughs> a Clever Santana part two. Yeah, everybody just wanted to match this guy. And the first time he got a red card, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then, He's so slow, he's oh, this, he's oh, yeah. that. yeah, yeah. yeah. Z-
4: Exactly, you know, and I was just guys, give him a break. Like this is this has happened so many times, and finally, this partial patience that people have had have finally paid off. And yeah, I mean, the guy's a great defender, and and a great signing for sure. Mhm. Um, it's great
2: news. It says a lot about Atleti's growing importance. Like finally, a coach is like, okay, let me consider these Atletico guys. Uh, but look what it took: ten straight home shutouts. Uh, you know and him saying okay they belong to that defense that has been able to you know to break that record and the other thing i was wondering i, I had seen our japanese friend cholo atleti uh, that that legendary guy that did the video during the europa league final yeah. recording himself, and, and the guy that <laughs> he took his driver's license picture with his atleti shirt in in tokyo yeah, yeah. Uh, that guy's said something interesting and i was thinking he's like i wonder if if diego's regretting his move now too you know what i mean obviously it wasn't all diego's fault but would it would diego have been called too if if he would have stayed you know
3: and, and Derek,
2: yeah what what about what about diego Costa?
3: oh, oh sorry uh, was one more one small thing about um diego Rivas because martin did you read about um his annual salary uh bear- something
2: like eight eight point three million or something
3: yeah, exactly, and <laughs> Approximately. That, it's not such a, a, a big miracle that he didn't want to stay at Atletico because but there's no way we're going to Danny, pay him that.
0: You were, I think you've 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 even written this for for us. It's like um, with it's the like five of the million, money,
4: like five million after taxes. Yeah, yeah, with
0: with the amount of money that he's making, it's impossible that Atletico can pay him that in this moment. And when when he'll be willing to budge from. That salary amount, um, he'll probably be too old to play for Atletico, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I that's think that's the mainstream plays, theory. That's uh, I mean, I, I
0: his, agree with you on that one.
4: Yeah, I mean, his, his contract would have to run out, and once it runs out, I mean, he's probably gonna wanna, gonna want to go back to Brazil or or look for somewhere else. I mean, maybe go to 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 an Arab country before it goes to Brazil. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a nice year, but I think he uh, he never had really any hopes, especially once. Uh, Apparently, sometime in May, after the final, he had hopes, but afterwards, uh, he knew
0: the time was going to end. He's not willing he was... to cut his salary, and Atletico isn't willing to pay him that salary, so it's really hard to reach an agreement. And,
4: and let's remember, a club owns him. <laughs> yeah. Like, Atletico, <laughs> not, he's not a crap player. I mean, everybody knows that. Even, even Magath knew that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Magath uh, definitely wouldn't have let him go for free, so... Uh, back when he was coach, so yeah. So remember just, uh, that
2: promise that he made. He made a promise on Twitter that he was gonna talk to us about what was really yeah. going on. And, yeah, and uh, then just, became, just but I guess yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, then he At- At-
4: Atletico reached an agreement with him. Actually, like I think that's that's <laughs> what happened there. From what I heard, Atletico. Uh, the 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 thing was that Atletico. That uh, sounds like it oh, oh, that. that sounds like yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, solid,
2: okay. silencing. Atletico.
0: <laughs>
4: Complained that he that he complained that uh, Atletico still owed him like maybe two hundred thousand euros or something. Atletico had paid him almost everything, but hadn't paid him the the bonus that he deserved for winning the Europa League. I think that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And so he was gonna explain that, but then Atletico paid him off, and I think after that it's just I think he didn't want to you know like kind of go any deeper any further with that. So that's what I heard. But
0: okay, and um, Derek, back to the other question. Um, Diego Costa one of the season sensations can you see him um, making it to the national team
3: Ricky I think you're a great guy but Gary was spot on about this when he said that you are so incredibly biased when you're seriously considering Diego Costa for the Brazilian national team because let's not forget here that Spain right now Spain have the best national team in the world well let's not forget that Brazil still is the biggest football country there is there ever has been there ever will be and they have such a plethora of um offensive talent no, i'm
0: not i'm not saying that i agree with it i'm saying that um do you think he deserves it
3: nah i think i mean he's done very well this season he's been a very good force for atletico but he's nowhere close to being an international top level international team. no
0: not even european top level
3: Oh. Well, th- define top level, because if you ask me, then Falcao is top level, and um, maybe Arda is close towards top level, but that's about it, and Atletico ha- has a great collective, they have a very good team that is very used to each other, and they have a very, very, very good coach, but most of our individual players, if you look at them individually, they're not exactly great players, they're just performing um, right up to their level, to their full capacity, and I think that's what, what's making us so great, um, but to be entirely honest, Diego Costa is still young, he still has a lot of room uh, for improvement, a lot of potential, but I wouldn't say that he's one of um, Europe's or even one of Spain's better forward players.
0: Okay, so beforehand you would say he's not national team material at all? <laughs> Sorry, what? You, you would say then that he's not national team material?
3: No, I wouldn't say that, no. <laughs>
0: Okay, we have a consensus there. Um uh, Martin, Danny, anyone wants to uh, um stand up for Diego Costa?
4: Yeah, I mean, say the guy the guy's numbers are great this season. Yeah, he has 11 um 11 assists and 9 in La Liga and he's having a great season. I think the the thing is he has to keep it up. I think if he keeps this up for a year, then 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 we can definitely talk about him uh, going back to the Brazil team even if it's for a friendly. Cuz you have to remember Brazil mm-hmm. has tons of players to choose from and And why wouldn't they want to? I mean, he honestly, he's going to have, he's going to get the Spanish nationality soon. If Brazil don't, don't eventually get him up for the first team, Spain can. And, you know, even if they do it just to, just to keep rights for him in the future, like I I can definitely see it happening if he keeps up this, uh, this level for sure. Uh
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree with Danny. Uh, He has to have a longer period of sustained success with the team. Let's remember that he just recently got a starting spot, you know, and, this this last game, Cholo, I, I guess just to give Costa some rest, but who knows, maybe he's preferring uh, Adrián. Uh, I remember, I, I didn't hear anything coming out of this, but Costa had a little hissy fit on the bench when he came out against, uh, it was the Betis game, the the first leg. He got really upset, and Tiago had to calm him down. So I don't know if that's going to affect the future uh, he also has the four game suspension in Europa League uh is that gonna get him out of the limelight a little? Get him out of the groove um, Cholo said he 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 was expecting his players to get upset when they
0: when they were substituted so i I
1: think yeah, it
2: should... it's i I kind of think that's you know covering up backing up for the player a little, but then mysteriously, the very next game he's on the bench, you know what I mean. And then Adrian gets a start. When Adrian didn't even play a minute the game before, is that Cholo saying you know that he has complete confidence in both players? Uh, I don't know, but to me, I think it probably was some sort of punishment for keeping me, keeping him on the bench.
0: Okay, so um, moving on, I'm gonna I'm gonna address this one to Danny directly because um, I know asked, they've got this uh, really reliable Turkish uh, journalist that. Helps him with uh, Turkish information. I'm really surprised to hear Arda sit down a month after um, allegedly he he says that he wants to move to another team and uh I think there was a full transcript of the interview um, and he just denies that the the comments uh, that were attributed to him over Christmas were actually true and. I just get the feeling here that we used to have with other types of players like typical Russian players or or South American players in 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 a, a few seasons ago that would go back home for the christmas and and say stuff to their local newspapers and they would just say that the the journalist uh wrote wrote that down incorrectly um blamed the journalist uh danny uh you you've spoken to your uh journalist at, in Turkey um what's his opinion about this? No, I mean
4: the, I mean the 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 words are there. The words are definitely true. Uh, one was, you know, that, w- that we have a recording, we have a video. We actually had to get the recording and the video for I let it go because they were being, a really the the communications department was being really really pain in the, in the ass. You know, um, they they basically called us. Uh, they called our Turkish guy a liar. All this stuff, and we sent them the video of artist agent saying blatantly uh he we're gonna leave this summer blah blah blah. i mean it's there it's a video it's uh the eight the the actual turkish news agency it's an interview i mean you can't really deny that and then i think it's the bad timing of the fact that the other thing came out two weeks afterwards or i think a little bit less even maybe a week and i think artist saying it and uh, it may have been taken a little bit out of context uh he the the press conference the other day was a happens yeah uh, I had his Turkish translator called Atta with him, and uh, I mean, it was a little bit of a mess, but what I picked up from it is that he was saying that uh, it was taken a little bit out of context or exaggerated, but he never, never, never during the entire press conference never says, I'm going to be here next year. I'm gonna... He didn't deny it to such a point. He said, we're a family. I like this team. I love the fans. I love whatever. I'm happy here. He definitely made that clear, but he didn't. It wasn't a full-out apology. It definitely had a little bit of its loopholes, a little bit of its things, and saying it, it was an exaggeration and all this stuff, which is fine. I mean, I think it's going to get him in good grace with everybody, but it's uh, that's
0: basically the situation. Does it and, sound like an excuse to you? It did to me.
4: Yeah. I mean, and and our Turkish guys, reliable, you know, I mean, they, they, are, they have their little quirk with the, you know, they always tend to, to maybe blow things a little bit out of proportion, but... You know our guys reliable and uh, and and I mean that we have recording and video and and as much as a wanna say that it, he didn't say that then I mean he did, but it may have been taken a little bit out of context, but you know that's it's just bad timing, i guess
0: uh-huh okay so i I just get that um in my opinion, this looks like arda um buying time and uh, his I don't know if you agree with me here, but his interpreter. As an interpreter, pretty much sucks.
4: Yeah, it's not it's not very good. He's he's actually the he's, guy that he's uh, more like his had friend or side. something
0: that he, he he tags along and uh, and do, uh, does some interpreting for him, but he doesn't seem to have that much of um, Spanish fluency to carry no. out a correct translation.
4: No, he speaks a little bit slow. As uh, you know, he's a guy's character. He was his uh, he was actually the guy that since Arda was the big shot at Gatasai. This guy actually worked for the club, and he brought him here, and and now he's basically his, his errand man, you know. I mean, he's like, um, so, uh, yeah. I mean, that's what it is, and, and and that's another thing with Arda too. Arda is a perfectly smart guy. He, he uh, can speak a little bit of English. He, but he has an absolutely no interest in learning any Spanish. I mean, at the end of the press conference, they yeah, had told him. Uh, can you say something in Spanish? And he says, like, you know, you can barely even understand. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it, it was just horrible. And it, it's, you uh, uh, you were puking.
2: Can, can you yeah, it, the it, donut it, it, out
4: of your mouth and
2: say uh, it again? <laughs> it really,
4: it really sounded like that. It really sounded like that. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm, I think it's 50, 50 with him. I was convinced that he was going to, but uh, our, you know, our, uh, uh, the boss of our section, Atletico spoke to the, the big guy at the top and, and he said that he's not leaving, and you know, and if he, they do, that they have to put all the entire the entire wad of cash. So if he leaves, it's not going to be easy. That's for sure.
2: Mhm. Okay. And did you guys take it as a as an apology sort of when he pointed at his at his badge at the club, Al Escudo, after winning the penalty against Betis? He he pointed at his badge and then he looked at El Frente, and you know. He was um, like, I'm here. I'm Atletico. I, I
0: I get reminded of Martin Petrov with this guy. Um, it's like he's great. Um, getting the fans on his side. I love Arda as a player, but I just think he's 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 probably going to seek a move in in summer. If if I have to be absolutely honest, I I, I can't see Arda staying here for for long term. I would like him to, but i just can't see him doing it because of some of the things that danny says he's he's just not blending into the culture he's he's having a nice time here he's enjoying um the spanish experience but he's i I was very
2: yeah i was very surprised when you speak of spanish culture i was surprised that uh to hear danny talk about him not blending with cholo culture in a way because on the field you see him like kicking ass run you know running his butt off he's fighting for balls that you think you know normal players wouldn't really kill themselves for and then uh danny told us that uh he's not too happy with the extra defensive duties under cholo when he seems like the type of player that wants to be the warrior wants to fight you know what i mean so i totally agree with you there yeah so i think i think he's him?
4: embracing i think he's embracing his role
2: mm-hmm. but
4: uh but i think as you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure even attacking most attacking players. Like for example, Juanfran. Juanfran doesn't like to defend him. He's not even really that great a defender. But uh, but he, I mean he he loves his role. But it's when it's his role, you know. It's mm-hmm. kind of I guess it's kind of like if you had a like if you're in a let's say you're in a play like a theater play. Um, you know you don't get the lead role you want, but you get a secondary role and you're gonna kick ass at it and you're gonna do the best you can. You know, I think that's yeah. pretty much what the deal is and it doesn't really affect his. His, uh, his will and his, his fight because he knows if he doesn't do that he's not going to be a starting player. So.
0: Okay. Derek, can you see him moving?
3: Well, I believe that he, he has his um, uh, side set on the, the English Premier <coughs> I'm not sure if there are too many clubs there that are both a step up for Arda and are really in need of uh, an extra player like him. I mean, maybe Liverpool, who have been linked to him a lot, but uh, aside from Liverpool, maybe Arsenal what, I can't see the the, the top teams like the, the two clubs from Manchester actually going or competing for Arda Turan. so I'm still a bit surprised by his wishes um, to desire, if those are true, of course, because I don't think that he's going to find a better um, sportive uh, situation than he has uh, going on at uh, Letico at the moment, and I think that maybe some of his complaints um, also are a result of him being treated as like a, a wonder kid at Galatasaray, because he was always the future of uh, Turkish football. Well, let's remember that he's only 24, 25, I believe.
2: Perhaps mm-hmm. um, it's hard to remember.
3: Yeah, and this is actually the first time that he's been out of Turkey for a long time, and maybe he's underrated um, simply being out of there. And if he can settle in Spain, and I'm not sure if he can actually settle in England, for example, because. Over there, the games are even more intense. The tempo is even higher, and we we often see him substitute after 60 or 70 minutes here. He's not going to last a half over there, I, be, I think. And I can't think of a lot of uh, leagues other than the Spanish and the Italian one uh, which would suit him better. So I'm still a bit puzzled by his uh, apparent uh, desires to leave.
0: Well, Mr. Rosenau, um let's 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 talk some T. Boeing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> why don't, why don't you do the honors and, and you tell us um well, well we've we've probably have we even mentioned this in in other podcasts I I know we've been talking about this like crazy um no, but we're on, not on, our, on our um weekly conversations that we hold um uh practically every day and uh, um but I I think we haven't even mentioned it on on the podcast and it's really funny because we've been talking about it all day long around what has it been half a month or even longer three weeks yeah
2: three, yeah three long no, weeks. The, Four. Uh, That's been a month isn't it yeah it's been since it was december 13th when i sent the picture so wow yeah, yeah. so um why
0: don't you tell the listeners um how you got the 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 first idea I'm sure they've already listened to this um, uh, uh, um, in the sports section of the news on TV (laughs) or they've read about it, double-page on Ask Today. I'll clarify
2: (laughs) clarify some stuff. Uh, uh, Well, basically, I don't know how many people are familiar with Tim Tebow, but if you live in the United States, there's this football player who's really famous, not for having incredible skills. I mean, he's a great player, but he didn't uh, perform well in the NFL. Uh, he didn't transition well from being a college superstar to being an NFL superstar out of his athletic ability. It's more of him being extremely evangelical and a Christian, right? And so in the U S ESPN pretty much picked up on the whole Tebow story and they bombard you. Can can I stop you there for a second? Yeah. Go Niners. Okay. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Congrats on that. Good luck. In the Super Bowl, but uh, for no, so, yeah. So, Tebow, ESPN tries to tie anything related to anything to <laughs> Tebow. So, like, it's a basketball game, and they're like, "Oh, so what do you think about Tim Tebow?" Hey, can you do a? Can you get on the ground and start uh, praying the way Tebow? You know what I mean? It's like everything they they broadcast, they they, and, and especially for a period last year, you couldn't avoid. Uh, a T-Bowing segment on anywhere, pretty much like our T-Bowing now in Spain and Belgium, where you, people probably are getting fed up with it now. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tim Tebow, his pose is that he gets on his knee and he gets down on one knee and he puts his hand kind of like the thinker, but instead of the thinker, uh-huh. he's praying. He's yeah. praying. Okay, so people started doing that in the States. And I'm pretty sure even it our was special a, guest, is, that, Danny, is that
0: a real it was a real cool image. Yeah, 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 it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I did, but I did so, one
2: in uh, in Antarctica. Actually,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We uh, saw you.
2: Here, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say our special guest Danny did one over there, but um. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so listening to Thibaut when I when I first heard that Thibaut Courtois, you know his name was pronounced Thibaut, I was like, oh, that's funny that he sounds like Thibaut. So it was after like the Deportivo game, we had won 6 nothing and we had a shutout. It was, you know, I write the red and white aftermath, so I always count up how many shutouts he has. And he had like 30, 35 at that point since he arrived at Atleti, which is incredible. And uh, and then he, we won again in Copa del Rey against Hetafe, 3-0. And we had another shutout. And I always had the idea kind of brewing in my mind with Tebow. How do I link Tebow with Tebow, you know, and, and kind of capitalize on that idea. And so I was here at my office the day after we beat Hetafit 3 nothing, and, uh, you know, surrounded by, by my Atleti merchandise that everybody's already seen in my pictures and stuff. <laughs> and I cleared my desk and had my secretary come in. And this is going to get X-rated, do you think? But no. I cleared my desk and my second secretary- <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I had the idea of her taking a picture of me stretching out and coming up with our own T-bowing pose, which is honoring T-bow by stretching out and making a save like T-bow, uh, like t Courtois. And then I sent it out on Twitter, and a lot of people got a kick out of it, and, but nothing much amounted, I mean, nothing amounted, it didn't amount to much after that. I, I encouraged people to do it but nobody really wanted to. <laughs> right, no big deal. <laughs> and then because another thing is during those games. So Courtois much for your really rallying have,
0: skills. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well the thing is Courtois didn't really do much in those in those games. We were we were destroying our opponents. We weren't allowing them to get many shots. So if you guys remember he didn't he hasn't had much to do this season for the most part. And um and so it wasn't until the Betty's game when he was really, really under pressure, and the team was under pressure, and that miraculous hat trick of saves that he had in the first half,
0: and everybody
2: got riled up about it. Everybody was really, really excited. That then I got so excited that I was like, I better see some T-balling tonight. And then that's when a couple of people were like, okay, okay, you know, they started sending out the tweets, and uh, finally somebody did it, and it was hurt my hero. Kurt sent one in and then I guess Danny, other people promised that they would, that they would send them in. And then Danny picked up on the idea that night, Danny sent me a message, uh, a private message and told me, you know, I kind of talked to my boss uh, about, about a a piece on t-bowling and he encouraged me to get more people to do it. So it would, uh, it'd make a bit, a better, bigger piece. And so Suzanne promised to do some I got Vicente then I was getting kind of desperate so I sent my my sister a message I'm like oh, I'm going to need a weird favor and she <laughs> works at our at our office like she's like she loves me so much that she's like I'll do it before I even before I even told her so it was really really cool and she works at uh one of our family's offices and uh she got our secretary over there to do one she did one and the funny thing is that I'm pretty sure girls doing it was very, very instrumental to getting it bigger because <laughs> just a bunch of douchebags. It's like me doing it, but like cute. As always girl. happens in this case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So then people started seeing her doing it and with, you know, Danny encouraging me and pushing it too on Twitter. And then Suzanne got in on it. Mays hurt and Mays opened up the Tumblr account Uh then we we started just putting them on we had the twitter and then it just pretty much overnight exploded because when Danny's report came on, came out uh the, i i think the very next day the the belgian press picked up on it and like like the biggest newspapers in belgium picked up on it and since Thibault is basically like what falcao is to colombia he's a national icon there they exploded, and they were so proud of him that he sparked something like this. That people were so proud of him that they would be willing to look like idiots and take pictures, you know, in weird positions, and or in weird places, you know, doing the the save pose. Okay, Martin. So this has just It just got. So this,
0: just got, it just got cra- this has just gotten crazy. Where do we stand now? A um, hundred and something pictures. You've been interviewed by practically everyone everywhere. Uh, <laughs> give us a quick ra- uh, roundup of, of everything that's been happening these days.
2: Well, in the media, I had an interview that came out on a huge feature uh, in, in the As that Danny worked on. Uh, that was really cool. And then I was shocked today to learn that I was on the, the Cuatro, It was Las, Los Manolos
0: television yeah, program on, on
2: Deportes Cuatro. That's the main and,
0: sports program in Spain. Right,
2: before they they Mm -hmm. didn't really, on TV, they had, like in Belgium, they talked about it at like a nightly sports show, they talked about it, they mentioned it, they showed some of the pictures, people laughed, but the Cuatro one actually like focuses on my name, it puts my Twitter account So immediately, all the people that follow me were were sending me messages like, holy crap, we saw you on there. Wow, you're famous. I'm following a celebrity. (laughs) So I was (laughs) flipping out. I was flipping out. uh, And then I I finally got to see it, and it was really, really cool. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else is going to come from this, but.
0: Uh, Danny Kibuga, interviewed by a Belgian um, newspaper, I reckon, as well.
4: Yeah, he got interviewed by a newspaper, he got interviewed by a few radio stations actually. Uh yeah, so a big shout out to to Kevin, uh, the from the Belgian Pena for, for helping me out with the translations there. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, he he did actually and he even got even got called by a by a humor, like a, a kind of a show with with a, with a guy and a girl and they actually this is one of the first uh big T pictures. It's a really good quality shot of a guy holding a girl and she's kind of oh and and they call they call Courtois and they say, "Hey, Tibo, how's it going? We just did a bone Do you know what it is?" He says, "Yeah." And, and then the guy makes a joke. He's like, "Oh yeah, she was showing some skin there. Uh, do you think it was sexy? I don't know. They were just kind of like <laughs> talking a bunch of crap like that, you know." So it's kind of taking a whole. It's kind of taking a whole thing uh, just to have a little bit of a, of a uh, kind of a preview for for tomorrow's. Uh, there's actually another article coming out tomorrow in 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 Nas. And uh it's gonna be more about have of it of its uh, more commercial side yeah, of its the game. Breaking
0: news, this is a scoop.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh it's actually it's actually a little thing. I didn't work today, but I sent in an article that's I put right in.
0: beat you to this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh
4: no, it's it's actually more of it having a, a kind of the now the commercial marketing side appeal of it. And so you know, we've seen ca- a car dealership use a, a T Boeing pose to uh, uh, the other day to, you know, to try to sell a car, we saw some people and some employees and stuff, but we also saw some more, uh, we saw some marketing solution companies. We saw a bunch of stuff like that, you know, a lot of people picking up on it and, um, yeah. And it's just going to keep, you know, and, wow. and, word, word is I've seen in England that uh Chelsea's actually picking, starting to pick up on this and, uh, that he, you know, the word for, I think I saw this on. I don't remember where I saw. Um, I think we got a word from in, from England, from someone in England, that uh, that Chelsea picks it, is picking up on it, and and uh, you know, and, and they don't, they actually don't have any any uh, image rights uh, clause on him or anything like that. Um, so you know, that that can be definitely interesting, and uh, I don't see what comes of it these days for sure. Well, well
3: another I cool thing know, was that I saw. Oh, sorry. No, I I w- just wanted to say that I absolutely love how this just exploded from day-to-day uh, day because I remember that um, you, Martin, you messaged me and you were saying, well, wow, um, Danny's going to cover this entire T-Bowling story in us. Um, and then a day later, and it has been a hectic week, so I hadn't been able to check Twitter a lot, but uh, I remember talking to you the, the day after and it had just exploded. A boom. It yeah, was man. amazing. I and mean, you were everywhere in the Daily Mail. You were in all the Spanish papers and all the Belgian media. Um well, wow, this is just amazing, man.
2: Yeah, like I told Danny, like in the in the interview, he um he asked me, you know, my reaction to the global phenomenon and everything, and and I literally it feels like I haven't been able to to blink because people nonstop are sending in pictures. Uh, there's news reports, and then today, uh, something that I thought was really really neat is that the Royal Belgian Football Association is actually encouraging through their through their official Twitter account they're encouraging <laughs> people to to do T bowing and That's then they you. I guess they've gotten in contact they've gotten in contact with T Bow directly and they're gonna they're promising a signed jersey to people that send in a T Boeing with uh, the mention of the Belgian football association's Twitter account wow. which is I was pretty yeah, impressed good. with that one.
0: I, I think the founder deserves a, a signed jersey as well. I mean, that's
2: what I think, but I mean, I don't want to push it. Right yeah. you, got, you got to follow. The that's what I was going to say. Tebow just followed me uh, yesterday, so I don't what? want to push it. Get yeah, yeah, he started following me yesterday. That is <laughs> huge. Yep. Right. About so. damn time. It took three days. <laughs> it did, it did. Uh, you guys know what's funny? That my sister, she was one of the third or fourth people to send in an, uh, a t-bowing and she put it on instagram and copied courtois account and it took five minutes for him to start following her <laughs> like, are you kidding me i've been like praising him all season long last season yeah. i stay up doing red and white aftermath for six hours coming <laughs> up with <laughs> two yeah. little phrases celebrating him and and then all she did was take a picture and immediately, yeah. bam. Yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah, well, I mean, I, I think Martin's pretty numb to this because his his wife and sister, even on Cuatro, they were like sensual, you know, like <laughs> sensual. And it's like they showed his wife and his sister, and then this a site in England or something was like fit women tboing, and it was his wife and his sister. <laughs> yep, and. And so, yeah, if you look – if you actually look at uh, – I think it's definitely a worse – even people that don't have Instagram, if you go on, on Courtois, uh, the, the list of people he follows, it literally is uh, – out of the 400 people, it's literally 350 pretty women and, you know, all footballers. So, it's like – it literally is like just <laughs> – Ugly-ass footballers,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: It really is like huge, just a huge – like I, he really just wants to see like, I guess, pretty women on on his um, the on the TL, so – and it's Nobody funny because remember
2: Falcao in an interview, they asked him who's the biggest flirt on the team, and he said Courtois, so that's another... He <laughs> yeah. a man. There you go, yeah. Tiger.
0: That's, Rick, that's, Rick, that's, a, that's a Tiger if I've ever seen one. <laughs> I think you you
3: very accurately uh, nicknamed Martin the creator earlier, because there was actually something else that went kind of under the radar this week, but... Um, uh if you're listening to the podcast and you're from America then you probably know Ray Hudson who's pretty famous over there for uh, commentating on La Liga games. Um and Martin he, he used one of your catchphrases uh, last week, didn't he?
2: Yeah, yeah, man. Uh it was Mays who who uh like raised the attention to me because uh I watch I don't I hope Ray's Ray's not listening, but I actually watch La Liga in Spanish. I like getting the authentic feel of the Spanish Commentators and since I speak Spanish, uh, I like hearing it like that. And they put more; it, it sounds a lot more lively when you watch it in Spanish than in English. But Ray Hudson comes the closest in English to making it sound as lively as, as they do in Spanish. But uh, he he's known for going over the top, like he uses the word orgasm and stuff whenever somebody <laughs> whenever somebody scores, he shrieks like watching the games. When Messi, he's he's a huge fan of Messi. Uh, and he like shriek like, oh <laughs> like when he when he scored, like no kidding. I'm not even that out that's that's thing, <laughs> <saying, man. laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh so uh on my preview for the Levante game I wrote that, that we had that Atletico fans had rechristened uh the Vicente Calderón as Cholo Castle and then Mays told me right away, like when he said it towards the end of the game that that he used my phrase. And then I went back and changed the, because you can change the language, and I listened to it again, and I hear him saying it, like pretty much reading it right from Atletico fans. And he said it just like that. uh, The Atleti faithful have have renamed or rechristened Vicente Calderon as Cholo Castle. And I was like, whoa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Another one of your mentions, Cholo Castle. Man, what a streak you've got
4: yeah uh yeah, yeah. no it's really it's it's been a while and it's been it's been crazy now like uh you know i've been i've been very close to the whole process obviously and uh and uh in martin i i have to give huge props to martin apart from coming up with the idea because uh there really is there's been so many of these of these trends like in especially in the u s but uh there's never been anything similar to anybody taking a pose. Uh, on their side with their arms out, you know, like, at the beginning, I was really trying to Google images, and just for the hell of it, just to find people actually doing that pose just, just by accident, and there really is nothing, I mean, like, I was looking at, at all kinds of things, so, uh, and that's, I mean, that's a really big part of it, and, and then, uh, no, it really is, it just, I guess, the, 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 as, the first as report was really just, uh, really poured gasoline, I guess, on, on, uh, on Martin lighting the, the
2: match, you know, like, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, well, been it's been really just it's been a wild
0: ride. Yeah. It's,
2: uh, it's, it's Danny, been, Danny and me, if we get together, for, we could take over the world, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> in, uh, <five> and. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> now, now, now
0: that t- uh, T-Boeing has gone worldwide, uh, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you guys give us um, a quick roundup of, of how people can follow all the uh, T-Boeing hype. Uh, yeah, sure. Facebook page and yeah,
2: we got, all the rest we got of things got the things you Facebook. set up. Yeah, I want to... I want to say we have. it started off with the, with the Tumblr page. Uh, now you can go to T-Boeing, which is t boes first name, ing.com, and it redirects to the, the Tumblr page. Um, we had an issue where right away somebody we don't know where he, he's based in um, he created oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. He created a, a Facebook page, and he right away was taking our pictures and putting them on Facebook, and then people thought that that was the official T-Boeing Facebook page and since uh you know we wanted we wanted to have control over it and everything uh danny was very helpful with helping us set up the facebook page so and then we also we're we're on pinterest we're working on getting instagram up uh twitter of course just follow t Boeing. Uh, so you, you basically thanks. quit your job and you're doing community management? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm actually working. <laughs> doing, I'm doing my life in reverse. I'm actually working at night, and, and like, I'm working European hours now. Tivo, <laughs> <Like in reverse. laughs> you better send this guy a jersey, man. You Not ruined his life. Huge, huge, huge thanks and a huge hug to all the people that have helped out, Danny, Hurt, uh, uh, Suzanne. Uh, especially Maze, too, she's been amazing, really. And uh, amazing. man, I, I wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, I had it, I had it saved up, but I, I guess I just blew it right there. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, man, really, really thankful for everybody's support and help, and I, I won't forget them when I have my Belgian castle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and you'll and you'll name it Cas- uh, Castle Cholo, of course.
2: Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: Well, let's let me let let's, let's wrap up the, today's episode. Let me thank Danny um, once again for being on the show. Um, it's been so um, awesomely funny to have you on the show as, as usual. Uh, thank you very much uh, for everything that's happened on the record and off the record. We've had so much fun with you as usual. Danny, great to have you on.
4: Yeah, Yo, thanks. Thanks, Ricky. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin, Derek, Gary, everyone, the whole crew. Um, you know, I think I think Ricky should start inviting me three months in advance. So therefore, I know because you know, it's <laughs> like it's like I think I was supposed to come on back in uh, back around the holidays, and uh, so it's I think it's a little bit overdue. But uh, but yeah, no, it's it's all uh, it's all in good fun, and it's it's really fun to be here. And I I don't know, man. I think the t bowing thing is definitely definitely uh we're on the crest of the wave right now and yeah. they, even all of us uh, i mean everyone here all the all the whole atletico fan base uh i feel like if if uh this was just a spanish player uh spanish people tend to be very apathetic for this kind of thing so it's good to have them. It's good to have a little bit of a you know of a mixed uh, you know all cultures participate in this and Fine, yeah. coming
0: from the Belgian side, from the English side, and from the we states. We got some from Chicago,
2: <laughs> yeah. We got some from the states. It's, Absolutely, it's super awesome. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Asia to get on, in on it. I saw some people talking about it like in Indonesia, so I was like, uh oh, are we and, bracing for like you know <laughs> China and Japan to start getting on it? And, Imagine, uh, uh, and just one more thing
4: at the paper, where they the the whole section is pretty pretty angry at Atletico for not for not making an official story about it because it's really something huge. And we're starting to think it has to do with the whole sensitivity issue of marca and whatever, and us having the story and all this stuff. Yeah, so. yeah,
0: yeah. They don't but want so, they don't so, want to, don't so, want to take so, sides. They don't want to seem biased. That's that's reserved yeah, for me. I'm just
2: I can't wait till a player does uh, a t bowing, man. Uh, I want to wake up. Yeah. This entire thing is really
4: one of the biggest things to happen to I'll let it go, and especially in, in the social sense. And uh, now let's, let's keep going. We're on the crest. This might last a week, two, three. Let's see what happens. But
0: I mean, be all I, fun hope people, well,
2: I hope people keep squirting out their pictures, man. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, t Boeing is on fire. Uh, Martin, enjoy um, the moment. And thank you very much once again for being on the show. And talk to you soon.
2: All right. Thanks a lot.
0: Great. Derek, talk to you soon as well. Thank you very much. And um, before we we die of exhaustion, it's so late here. Derek, thank you very much.
3: Talk to you soon, guys. I really had fun tonight. And uh, I think we recorded a very, very good episode. And I uh, look forward to talking to you guys uh, next time.
1: Yeah, great. Bye, everyone so this wraps up another episode of red and white passion remember to send your views by
0: twitter at this is at letty facebook on facebook.com slash this is at letty or by email on info at this
1: is at letty.com if you're a new listener we hope you enjoyed the show and that you will continue to listen to us you can subscribe to the podcast or download it via ibox or iTunes. thank you for sat letty If you would like to advertise on This Is Atleti, contact us via email on info at